100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, Preservation Maryland is honored to present our contribution to the national efforts illuminating this important history, Ballot and Beyond. Hello, I'm Diana Bailey, Executive Director of the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. We're thrilled to partner with Preservation Maryland by expanding the Ballot and Beyond podcast project with stories of valiant Maryland women who worked for suffrage. In addition to featuring suffragists, several of these new podcasts also represent significant women whose historic contributions and achievements have led to their induction into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame. Our mission at the Maryland Women's Heritage Center is to add her story to history to tell our story in all aspects of our lives. We are especially concerned with representing the critical intersectionality of race and gender in the history of the suffrage movement. As new documentation comes to light, we are sharing the important contributions of African Americans and many other diverse women and men who sought equality, inclusion, and justice for all. Enjoy the podcast and continue to share their stories. This episode of Ballot and Beyond was contributed by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center and read for you today by Elizabeth Bobo. I would like to thank the Howard County Historical Society, researcher Dan Matarazzi, author Paulette Lutz, and executive director Sean Gladden for the research and script on Laura Byrne. I am particularly pleased to be able to participate in this reading since I was the first female county executive in the state of Maryland. I was the county executive here in Howard County, and one of my major mentors was Senator James Clark of Howard County, who went on to become the president of the Senate in Maryland. I will be reading today about Laura Byrne and the fight for freedom, the beginning of the women's suffrage movement in Howard County. The Just Government League was an organization that supported rights for all women, which included the right to vote, to hold public office, equal rights in family law, to enter into legal contracts, to have reproductive rights, to have the right to bodily integrity, to be free of sexual violence, the right for fair wages and equal pay, to own property, and to obtain an education and advance in society. The League was a national and international organization, and their goals not only included the rights listed above, but also, in the case of some organizations, went further to promote anti-lynching laws, the end of child labor, sanitation laws, and the legalization of prostitution. On the local level, Mrs. Bernard J. Byrne, also known as Laura Lawrenson Byrne, had the fight for women's suffrage in Howard County, along with her daughter, Lynn Byrne Hickok. They were the leaders. As they worked tirelessly to inform and educate all women of Howard County 
regardless of race, religion, or political persuasion. Often traveling all over the county, when most of the roads were dirt or gravel, they visited the ladies on the farms who did not get into town frequently or did not have access to newspapers. In 1911, the Evening Sun in Baltimore reported the suffrage movement in Howard County to be flourishing. Most of the women's suffrage movement in Howard County took place between 1910 and 1920. Laura was born in 1855 into a family of privilege. Her maternal grandparents were Charles Carroll IV and Harriet Chew Carroll of Homewood. Laurel did not flaunt her life of privilege, but worked diligently for the Just Government League. She traveled the state of Maryland, giving lectures, organizing committee meetings, providing educational material, and fundraising for the cause. In 1910, Mrs. Byrne lived on Main Street in Ellicott City with her husband Bernard and Miss Laura Byrne and Bernard's sister, Eliza. Her daughter, Miss Laura, was a graduate of Bryn Mawr College and a suffragette. Mrs. Byrne held many meetings at her house, which included speakers like Belleville Lockwood, the oldest practicing attorney in the United States. She would also set up booths on the sidewalk in Ellicott City to hand out buttons, pamphlets, and educational material. Would like to note here that that was very near the home of Doris Thompson, who was the president of the Howard County Times in the 60s and a very accomplished journalist herself. The Ellicott City Times, under the direction of editor Carol W.S. Powell, was the first newspaper in Maryland to support women's suffrage, the first newspaper in Maryland. The support of Colonel Powell and many other gentlemen in the county helped to promote the Just Government League. Their usual tactics for getting the suffrage movement going did not go without some controversy. A meeting for women's suffrage held at the Christ Episcopal Church on October 19, 1910 prompted Mr. Edwin Warfield Peters to stand and protest, quote, that all women are becoming mannish, end quote, and blamed it on the suffragists, adding that in the old days, women who rode horseback used the side saddle, but now adopted the more masculine style of riding astride, end quote. A suffragist lecture held at the Howard House in Ellicott City garnered some notoriety in November of 1910. Colonel W.S. Powell entertained some notable people in Howard County and Baltimore at the lecture, including former Governor Edwin Warfield and current Governor Austin L. Crothers, along with many prominent citizens. They were served refreshments of apple cider and oysters by Laura Byrne, Mrs. Donald Hooker, president of the Maryland State Just Government League, and Mrs. Howard Schwartz. The lecture was a great success. Some of the major anti-suffragists, specifically Presbyterian Reverend S.M. Engel and Mrs. Robert Garrett, seized an opportunity to discredit the meeting and target the leaders by publishing the comment Quote, two suffragettes, Mrs. Donald R. Hooker and Mrs. Howard T. Schwartz, 
served at a table some kind of liquor punch, which was so strong that it made more drunken men than the citizens of the community had seen in a long time, end quote. Colonel Pow explained in an article in his newspaper, quote, there was light punch served, two of them in fact, but neither was intoxicating. I emphatically deny that any of my guests were intoxicated at any time during this evening. It was not until the speaking began that some of the men outside, learning that Governor Crothers and Governor Warfield would speak, asked to come in. Of course, they were admitted. Among them was one young man who unfortunately is a habitual drinker. Mr. Engel's statement is a direct perversion of facts. I think it nothing more than an effort to get notoriety. Mrs. Schwartz was a little more pointed in her retort. Quote, there was only one man drunk there, and I was told he was always drunk, end quote. Mrs. B.J. Byrne had many obstacles to overcome while enlightening the county and the state. However, she was successful and went on to lecture and organize meetings in other counties and throughout the state of Maryland. Thank you to our many Maryland's Heritage Center volunteers who researched, edited, and brought these stories to the community by reading these podcasts. Researchers and historians are always seeking information about women and their stories. Our efforts to find and document their contributions is ongoing. If you have letters, articles, memorabilia from your past or in your attic or basement, please share with us so that we can continue to fill in the unsung heroine stories for a richer understanding of Maryland women and their contributions to our history. To donate materials or to make a financial gift in support of this work, please visit ballotandbeyond.org. When you're there, you can also listen to biographies from season one and see historic images and transcripts from each episode. If you're inspired by these remarkable women, please share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, and students. And rate us on Apple Podcasts or head over to preservecast.org to make a donation. Thank you. Ballot and Beyond is a multimedia history project powered by Preservation Maryland and our award-winning podcast, PreserveCast. It's produced with financial support from Gallagher, Evelius, and Jones, Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. With a Heritage Fund grant from Preservation Maryland and the Maryland Historical Trust, Season 2 was researched, written, and read by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. <laughs>